Hey guys, I'm Ernie Hudson, better known as Winston Zettemore. Welcome to the Alabama Ghostbusters. The official podcast for Alabama's Ghostbusters community. Taking our passion for and becoming geeks for good. Find us online at alabamagb.com. This is Robin Shelby, Slimer from Ghostbusters 2, and you're listening to the Alabama Ghostbusters. Welcome to our second annual Mass Hysteria podcast. Uh, we are the Alabama Ghostbusters. I'm Brock Parker. I'm Chief. Mo Bearden, Deputy Chief. Rookie, Captain. And on guitar, <laughs> I'm Adam Schwartz. I'm the video guy and audio guy today. And guitar player. And I, I play the guitar sometimes. I can play chords. <laughs> Too bad he didn't bring it today. Yep. <laughs> so it's just air guitar right now. It's beautiful. Um, as you know, this, uh, we do podcasts, and so that's what we're doing. This is our live podcast recording at Mass Hysteria, Alabama Phoenix Festival 2014. We are excited to be back. We absolutely love Alabama Phoenix Festival. This is our home convention. Uh, this is where we come to play every May. For those of you listening and not here, I am very sorry. We gave out tickets to the audience, and those tickets have a number on them, and we're going to randomly choose a number sometime during this podcast, and we're going to give away Ghostbusters Total Containment, these beautiful hardback books, uh, the first 16 issues of Ghostbusters, the comic books. They were, of course, drawn and signed. Uh, both of them have been signed by our wonderful guest, uh. and we'll introduce him right now. He is the man who uh, is magic with a pencil. He is Dan Schoening, the artist for IDW Publishing's Ghostbusters comic books. Welcome, Dan. Thanks very much for having me. Woo! Yeah! All right. We brought Dan in all the way from the snow, yeah. maybe? Yeah, there's some, uh, I had to fight a few polar bears, a couple of yetis to get here, but uh, What's definitely snow? worth it. My first time trying sweet tea last night, and that was awesome. So, Welcome to the uh, South. I'll have to bring that up to Canada with me. <laughs> Dan is from Victoria, British Columbia? Yeah, that's correct. And the van had never had grits until yesterday morning. And uh, we, we took care of that. He didn't eat a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did have a couple spoonfuls. That counts. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then last night we took him out for barbecue. And uh, of course he said sweet tea. And then uh, your dessert last night. Yeah, it was a banana pudding. Never tried it before, but it was delicious. I couldn't finish the whole thing. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but uh, I, did, I did like it. Well, it's also all those ribs you ate. Yes, I did eat quite a few of those. Yep. But that's what happens when you come to con conventions. You don't eat all day when you're sitting behind a table. So uh, when you do get out there to eat, you just kind of gorge yourself on food. So it's like, If you could just bring me an entire cow, that'd be <laughs> yeah. just... A rotisserie outside there in the, in, the ball, in the hallway there. We're on a personal <laughs> mission to send him back about 10 pounds heavier. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we do in the South. We love to eat. We, love, we have Southern hospitality, and uh, we like to take care of our guests. So we're glad to have you, Dan. Oh, thanks for having me. But as I said, we've got two copies of Ghostbusters Total Containment hardcover book. Dan signed those for us, and we will give those out at some point during the podcast. Like I said, this is our second annual Mass Hysteria panel. Mass Hysteria is our own little Ghostbuster convention within Alabama Phoenix Festival. And uh, we are tasked today with the wonderful, wonderful duty of talking about Ghostbusters, the comic books with, with Dan. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters. 
and uh, as well as the uh, the 25th anniversary of Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we are enthusiastic. We I love Ghostbusters 2. It's an amazing film. So. It is. Mm. Yeah. Before we start talking about that, uh, we just want to remember Harold Ramis, uh, who yeah. passed away earlier this year. Egon. I know all of us, especially in this room, who are Ghostbusters, uh, really uh, affected us pretty personally. I mean, Harold, Egon is always my favorite Ghostbuster because I've kind of got the same dry humor that he has. Harold was a, a comedic genius and uh, he certainly missed and we just wanted to make sure we recognized him uh, since it was just a couple of months ago that he passed away. And he's a major part of the Ghostbusters universe. I mean, Harold's gone, but you know, we always have Egon every time we fire up the Blu-ray. Yep. Or DVD or VHS, however you prefer yep. to view the movie. So let's talk comics. Sure. And let's talk. De Hi. <laughs> A junior buster. Now the ball is in our court. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, Dan, tell us how you got started. What got you interested in becoming an artist? Uh, well, ever since a really young age, I was drawing. My mom always made sure I had a pencil and a piece of paper in front of me. So I, I've always been blessed with uh, lots of encouragement in my family of being an artist. And uh, I think the biggest influence I had was this video game called Dragon's Lair. I don't know if anybody's played it, <laughs> but you've probably lost like at least $1,000 and quarters to it. Um, it's mean, a, basically, it's an animated video game. So uh, after I saw that, I just fell in love with animation, and uh, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So uh, I focused that heavily on that in high school. I graduated with honors thanks to all the art classes I took, so that was great. And uh, after that, I went to college and got a diploma in visual arts, and then I went to animation school for a year after that. And after that, I just started working in the animation business. And then I started getting into comics. So it's very much, very similar to storyboarding. So uh, I have a lot of uh, experience with storyboarding, so that's great. Your career path, when, when you started off, what, uh, what companies have you been able to work for? Uh, well, I've worked for DC Comics. I've done lots of uh, children's chapter books, which you can find, uh, it was kind of a, they're based on the uh, Bruce Timm style, I guess you could say, of uh, mm -hmm. DC animation. So it's like the Batman animated series, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, I've done, we did, uh, let me see, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, The Flash. Um, those are great to do. The Flash is my favorite DC Comics character, so that was great to do that. Um, I've also worked with uh, Ape Entertainment. I did some, uh, I did a one shot of Kung Fu Panda, which is a prequel to the sequel. That gets kind of confusing. <laughs> But uh, that was a lot of fun to do. And uh, after that, I started doing the Ghostbusters comic books. How were you found by IDW, and how did that relationship start? Um, well, what happened was uh, I teamed up with a gentleman named James Etock, who does the Serial Geek magazine, and he's based out of the UK. Um, it's a fantastic magazine. If you like 80s cartoons, that's the place to go. So uh, we did a pitch for a 12-issue Ghostbusters series. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't picked up. Uh, it was a bit too long uh, in the tooth, so they like to kind of take on more four-issue arcs. So uh, that wasn't picked up, but uh, the editor, Tom Waltz, really liked my art. So he asked me to take part in the holiday special, so I did the Halloween episode, so, or issue, I guess you could say. I look at everything as a cartoon, so. Um, but uh, it's my favorite holiday, so it was perfect. So I remember for the longest time, um, I remember uh, seeing on DeviantArt, 
I, I remember seeing Serial Geek, and it really spoke to me, because I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool, because even though I didn't grow up in the 80s, still had Toonami and Cartoon Network and stuff like that, and they showed all the old stuff in the 80s, and uh, I remember seeing your art in it, and I was like, oh my gosh, if that could be a comic book. So there was actually a point where I actually uh, wrote uh, an email to IDW, <laughs> and I was like, guys, don't be stupid, get them on. <laughs> so I should be forwarding all my paychecks to you. I never said that. <laughs> But it, it was actually, it was a pretty big online, uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but it was a pretty big online movement of people who were just like, yeah, get, like, they're like, this is the best way to do it. Tell the editors and tell the people at IDW, we want this artist. And so um, I fangirled when, <laughs> when they were just like, yeah, Dapper Dan is going to be doing his own monthly series with, you know, Eric Burnham. I was like, ah, you know. He squeals a lot louder than that. I do. It's just we're on microphones, and it would kill y'all. I, I can't say how much I appreciate the support. So it's uh, really big, especially for a comic like Ghostbusters, having uh, such a wonderful community of people who are just as passionate as we are about Ghostbusters and creating everything. So it's really nice. And I first met you online uh, back in uh, 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. I ordered one of your prints, This Chick is Toast. Yeah, uh, this guy Gozer and Stay Puffed and the it's guys on there, and I, I absolutely loved your style. And I know uh, I got it really excited when I found out that you were going to be doing the the series for Ghostbusters. Yeah. So yeah, we we were all pulling for you uh, very much, and getting to know you on GB Fans, uh, a Ghostbusters related site, you were tied into this community just as much as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More it's so. It, it, and Eric is just as big of a fan of the movies and the the history and the universe of Ghostbusters. So it's really fans making comic books for other fans. So And it's very evident in, in how he writes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing how um, when you read the comic book, it's, it's like seeing a movie. It's like obviously seeing the movie before reading the book, and then the actor's performance is so good when you read the book, you hear their voice mm -hmm. in your head when you read their character. And Eric has got that down pat. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I read Vinkman talking, I hear Bill Murray speaking. You know, when I hear, when I hear Ray, I hear, you know, Dan, it's just, it's great. Yeah. I, I tend to, uh, when I'm reading the script, when Eric sends it to me, I tend to hear kind of a mix between the movie actors and the cartoon characters. <laughs> so it, it kind of depends on what the characters are saying, but... Uh, That's actually my biggest thing with Egon. But that's funny you talking about the mix between the movie and the cartoons. Like there's one photo you did that I enjoy is where you took the uh, scene where they're talking to the mayor and replaced the movie, your, your version of the movie characters with the RGB characters. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. That was good. That was for the Serial Geek magazine as well. So. That's like, like you are saying, you're talking about you hear the both characters kind of, and it was... Yeah, for sure. Well, what, uh, what, what are some of the favorite things you've been able to do so far in this series that you can tell us about? Because I know you're working in, on issues that we won't lay eyes on for a few months. Yeah, I tend to work, uh, right now I'm working on issue 18, so I'm usually about an issue and a half ahead from when the, uh, the last ones come out. So I think my, the favorite things that I've had to draw so far, or like to draw, um, I really enjoyed drawing Stapa in issue four especially when he got trapped and burned. <laughs> I just like drawing him. Ecto-2, the helicopter, that was a lot of fun. Um, also, the RV was really yes. cool. To do, like, uh, based off of uh, Tristan's designs, he did a lot of concept art for that first. And I love drawing the ghosts, so all of the ghost villains are fantastic to draw. Um, my favorite one is probably from issue two, which is that nanny ghost. Yeah. 
So um, that one was actually turned out pretty scary. So, but uh, that was also thanks to Tristan as well because he's a fantastic designer and he draws really scary stuff. Yes. So, so what are the odds of getting a Stay Puft plushie with Ray's head on it? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you could write to IDW. They might do that. <laughs> so guys, remember that favor you did me before? Got to call in another one, you know? <laughs> Which is actually one of the things uh, we were discussing that we thought would be cool was um, actual merchandise for the comic book, like action figures and stuff like that. Well, I've, I've uh, approached uh, the company that makes Minimates, and I, I thought maybe they would like to do that, but uh, they're really stuck into the movie and the cartoon one, so we'll see. We got, uh, there, there's some things coming up. I can't actually talk too much about them, but they are merchandise-related, so, which is pretty cool. What was it like seeing your, uh, your art style in motion in the video games for the Wii? Oh, for the Wii. Um, that was really cool to see. The, they did obviously kind of take liberties with the designs and everything, but uh, I, I really enjoyed the Wii game. I played it until I finished it in one sitting, so that was, uh, I obviously had nothing else to do that day. So, yeah, no, it was really cool to see that. I was quite honored. So. Yeah. Yeah. What, what inspires your art style? What do you draw your your influences from? Um, well, animation's the biggest one, so I'm a huge fan of Mark Davis, so I don't know if anybody's familiar with him, but he's one of the nine old men that, or at least Walt Disney would call him that, so um, Milt Calls, a huge influence, Bruce Tim, Alex mm -hmm. Toth, Jim Lee, as far as comics books go, yeah. fantastic. Lots of animation. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. I'd say what you're doing with the comics, not only just for, he does the end of comics does not just fan service for Ghostbusters. Pretty much the entertainment of the 80s and 90s era. I mean, you know, you open up the first issue and then you've, it starts out Ray in a dream, essentially, like you said, a Ray Stay Puff. But also he's having a conversation with, essentially, Jake, Jake Elwood. Jake I mean, you know, it's... Jake Blues. Jake Blues, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yes, but... No, future uh, cosplay? Future cosplay? Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, so you, you're, you're, you're rocking the sideburns. <laughs> But that's actually, uh, if you guys, if who here watches Alabama Ghostbusters web series? Anyways, <laughs> thanks guys. Um, this man is the reason why I try to put in so many Easter eggs in, in, the, uh, in the episodes, is because I, I love that aspect of the comic, because it, it takes a little bit more dedication from the, the reader to actually be able to look at something and say, hey, I know what that is, you know. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was uh, Stephen King once commented, you'd read the book once, to uh, enjoy it, and the second time you read it, to kind of really find, like, pick through it and find all the details that you really like. And that's one thing that I, when I'm making the comic, I like to make it so that the reader can actually look at the book more than once. And I think that's really important. Something that I really do enjoy is uh, your rendition of Kylie and Eduardo mm -hmm. from the Extreme Ghostbusters, because. Unlike, unlike most people here, I didn't get to grow up with Ghostbusters. Like, Ghostbusters are not one of those things that I had. The, the only media that, that they had around when I was a kid was uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. And so that's, admittedly, that's one of the things that kind of got me hooked, aside from the movie. I love the movie. Something about that drawing style, just like, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I, I do definitely like your rendition of these characters a lot better. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> they're, they're really cool characters to work with, especially Kylie, because she's kind of a mix between... Ray and Peter, because she's got kind of got that fiery Peter Venkmanish, but really enthusiastic about the paranormal. So that's the Ray part. There. Is it okay to have a crush on her? Can I do that? Yeah, Toast sure. Toast do. All right, not? it's out there, guys. <laughs>
talking about the 80s, the, the movie came out in 84 and, and of course had a significant impact on all of our lives, otherwise we, you wouldn't be drawing the comics, we wouldn't be dressed like this. 30 years, I remember seeing the movie when I was eight. That gives you my age and I've got the hair to prove it's good and gray. But uh, when, when did you first see the movie? I saw it when I was eight as well. I saw it in the theater and uh, we showed it, my mom took me to see it. And we showed up late, so we showed up right at the scene before the librarian turns into the big monster, yeah. which is probably not a good time to bring an eight-year-old into the theater. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was pretty freaked out, but I was, I was really engaged after that. It's, uh, I, I can't remember much of what I thought about it then, but um, I, re I really liked going, like now when I watch it, I see it, I get all these jokes, especially the ones that Bill Murray delivered that I totally <laughs> didn't get when I was a kid. So like the roses part. <laughs> uh, my exposure was kind of it's the same time around like I said I was like I said I'm, I just turned 33 so my exposure was around the same time the cartoon came out I remember they had either the Sunday or Monday night movie on ABC and it was like one of the TV airings of the movie so that was about my exposure to it and as you see 30 years later I don't know I, it would be weird to picture my life without Ghostbusters I probably have a lot of extra spare money <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be nearly as broke as I am now, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun hobby, but uh, as anybody in this hobby knows, it's pretty darned expensive. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's fun to do, it's fun to come out to conventions like this and, and see everybody dressed up and have a great time. We're all one big family. That's one thing I like about the Ghostbusters community more than really any other fan community uh, that I've seen is, is how pretty cohesive we are and how much fun we can have together. Of course, like we said, not only is the, the 30th anniversary of, of Ghostbusters, but the 25th anniversary of Ghostbusters 2. What were some of maybe your, your favorite moments from, from Ghostbusters 2? Uh, Janusz is one of my <laughs> favorite characters from that film. I, I, I read somewhere that, uh, is it Peter McNichol is the actor, yes. right? Um, that he came up with the accent for the, the character, and that's just brilliant. And the way that he delivers it and how he interacts with... Like when he, when he goes to shake Peter Venkman's hand and he kind of like slimy handshake, you know? <laughs> He's the flounder handshaker, right? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a fantastic scene. I, I like the montage sequence. That's really cool. Oh, and the, uh, the scene with the toaster. That's, it's always the quiet ones, right? One of the defining moments of that movie, I believe. Yeah, there's, there's some amazing comedy timing in it, great writing. We're really good friends with Ernie Hudson and Robin Shelby, who played Slimer in, in Ghostbusters 2. Uh, we've, had, we've all had a chance to meet Dan. You recently had a chance to, to meet Dan as well. Uh, yeah. Well, how was that interaction, and have you, in, have you had any other interactions with some of the, the folks from the movies? I got to meet Dan Aykroyd at one of his vodka signings. He was also doing a charity for a local boy who was fighting cancer. So I had donated some comic books to help out in the charity, and uh, he is also donating as well. Anyway, it was uh, when I got to finally meet him and shake his hand, I was uh, quite starstruck. I don't usually get like that with celebrities, so, but here's this guy who's pretty much molded my childhood. So yeah. it was re really, really cool to meet him. And uh, he, was, uh, he wasn't too familiar with the comic book, but uh, he did like what he saw, and I gave him a whole bunch, and I said, if you are ever interested in someone writing Ghostbusters 3, I know a really good writer who could do that for you. Because so, I think uh, Eric is a fantastic writer and he would do a, an awesome job with a reboot. So, Agreed, definitely. Yes. I think, I think that, does, that was one of the things that kind of surprised me though, is that I, I would have thought Dan would have been like, well, that's my baby. I should probably you know, keep on the up and up with that, but I understand he's 
way busy with this stuff. Yeah, he, he is. A, he seemed. He is really into his vodka, um, <laughs> and it, it's amazing stuff. If you haven't tried it, it's really good. But he still loves Ghostbusters, and you can tell when he's talking about it. He has a lot of passion about that, so it's cool to be around. Some of the interactions you've had with, with Ernie and Robin, Ernie wrote the forward to Total Containment, correct? Yeah, yeah. Inside the uh, the Total Containment book, uh, Ernie Hudson was nice enough to write the foreword for the book. So, and he's a fantastic guy. His wife is amazing, and uh, they're both so friendly, very welcoming. So, and uh, Robin also did the foreword for the seventh uh, trade that just came out uh, maybe a month or two ago, which was very very kind of her, and she's a she's a complete darling. Yes. Do you guys have any questions yeah. for us or for Dan? They don't have to be Ghostbusters related. Yeah. <laughs> we could tell you what we had for breakfast if you want. <laughs> it was grits. It was just a barrel full of grits. <laughs> Says you. Actually, we, we introduced Dan to Koneka sausage. <laughs> yeah. Grown here in Alabama, or made here in Alabama, not grown. Got a couple <laughs> questions oh. down on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the important stuff, folks. It's, it's funny because when, I, when we were first talking about grits, um, when I flew in, I was listening to Jim Gaffigan. I'm a huge fan of his comedy. And he, was, he, read, he made an allusion to grits. He said it tasted like wet sand. <laughs> so I, I wasn't too sure going into it, what I was going to be putting in my mouth. But uh, actually, I liked it. I wouldn't eat a lot of it, but it wasn't gross or anything. So I had a couple spoonfuls of it. But it was just plain, I think, right? There was nothing in it. Yeah, we, I think we finally mm-hmm. gave you some salt and pepper. Yeah, some salt and yeah, pepper. Okay. About it. it had salt and pepper on it. Yeah, I didn't. I, next time. I'm with you with all the sugar. <laughs> I gotta have sugar in my grits. <laughs> it's like I would not like grits. I would just like exactly one grit, please. Well, maybe thank you was talking about, you know, recommending Eric for, you know, another movie or something. What would be one thing in particular you would want to see, say, third movie or reboot or what they would do? What would you like to see? Well, I'd definitely like to see a homage to Harold in there. Oh, of course. Um, and also, yeah, bringing in new recruits, I think, is probably the best idea to do. Um, just because the, the guys are a little bit older now, and I'm sure the pa- I know the packs are heavy. They sound pretty heavy, so... Um, <laughs> But I think that could, that could open it up to a lot of new possibilities with having a new cast in there. So, but with having the older cast in there as mentors, I think that would be really cool. I think Ernie can still handle the pack no matter what. That guy yeah. is, that he is, he is he's quite muscular. <laughs> he, he's the oldest one now, and he could still whip anybody in this room. That guy's yeah. got yeah. some serious guns on him. Yeah, yeah, just don't take his sucker or muffin. He'll no. <laughs> yeah, don't touch his muffins. There's any character in comics in the Marvel or DC universe or anything like that that would be your dream character to illustrate both? Well, I know I said The Flash was my favorite DC character, but I think to draw, Plastic Man would be my favorite. Just because he's so (laughs) animated and cartoony. So I think that would just lend really well to my style, and the possibilities with him are pretty endless too, so... If you could do me a favor, if you ever draw that, just just put uh, Elongated Man near the edge and just have him looking all angry like, oh man, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Art classes, uh, they're not necessary. I think it's the most important thing with doing art is just to keep doing it. So drawing every day and uh, on top of that, having a passion for what you do. So that applies to everything that 
you're interested in. So as long as you're really interested in it, uh, you'll continue to get better. Well, talking about drawing every day, and I know you stay consistently busy. You said you rarely, rarely have a day off. Yeah, that's, that's just comic books, though. You could talk to any comic artist, and they don't really get days off. So, What's a, <laughs> what's a typical day like for you? Uh, well, I usually get up around 8, and I drink lots of coffee. And then uh, after that, I do a warm-up sketch, just to kind of like just as if you're going for a run or something, stretching, you know. You want to get loose and limbered up. Um, then I spend about, on average, a page takes me about 14 hours to do. So I spend a lot of time drawing. Um, I do have a family at home, so I make sure I spend time with them as well. But uh, they, they have a lot of patience, and I thank them every day for that. Um, sometimes the pages take a little bit longer, but on average it's 14 hours. And it takes me about 20, 29 days from start to finish. So I get the script from Eric, then I'll do thumbnails. That takes about three or four days to do. And then the rest of the time spent on doing pencils and then getting nasty emails from Lewis because I'm making him color too much. <laughs> Lewis, he doesn't like all the background details I had in. You'll color those pages and you'll like it, Mr. Delgado. <laughs> But uh, if, and if I may, if I may, I just want to get this out to the public. I, I do want to make a shout out to Mr. Delgado. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I may, uh, he, his, his coloring is just excellent. He mm -hmm. is fantastic. And um, there's actually a, uh, on the forums, on the IDW forums, I got an, uh, an email from uh, one of the members, Mr. Mitchell. And uh, he was just like, Lewis has noticed that you are a very big fan of Rookie. And I was like, you don't say. <laughs> And so he actually sent me a, uh, for, for use as my avatar, he sent me a colored, uh, the picture of Rookie without the word bubbles or anything on it, just, just so I could use that as an avatar. So I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that, that's Lewis, though. He's like one of the kindest people I've ever worked with, kind of kindest guys I've ever known. So super nice. Um, and uh, yeah, his coloring is just, every issue, it just continues to get better, which is an, an awesome sign of being an artist. So you want to continue to strive to, uh, get better every issue and I I personally don't like looking at the first four issues of the comic because I kind of cringe when I look at the characters but uh, it's um, it's nice to see that evolution of the characters as you go sort of like I kind of compared to the Simpsons you look at how they looked on the Tracy Ullman show when they first started out and how they look now how they're so refined it's uh, that's kind of how I see the Ghostbuster comic book. That had to be one of my favorite moments in the comic book with uh, at the amusement park where it's uh, Egon's just like, yeah, I removed that, you know, I, I removed that heat cover, caused some of the cancer. And it's just like, how did removing a heat cover make the packs go from looking all cartoony to looking like super realistic, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, that was something I always thought was really cool was that uh, you did eventually change to that style and it looks fantastic. Well, thanks very much. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to, uh, part of it was uh, some fans didn't like how I was drawing the pack, which is cool, and I appreciate feedback. Uh, and also it was uh, an opportunity to challenge myself. So having, keep uh, continually challenging what I need to draw, like with backgrounds, uh, different characters, it keeps things interesting so it doesn't get monotonous and boring. We have another question over here. Do you have a question, Brett? I showed my daughter the Ghostbusters, the first film, this Halloween, and I, I explained to her all the scary parts first, because uh, I thought, well, that would, that's what a good parent would do, right? Um, so we watched it, and she, she loved it. 
she thought it was a fantastic film. She laughed at lots of the scenes, and uh, she really liked Slimer. I think that was her favorite character. The, those details, even if they're not noticed by the reader, they're still subconsciously taken in too, right? So I, th I think it's worth that extra half hour to an hour to add in something into the background that you may or may not notice, but uh, I, I, I am, I'm enjoying it. I kind of draw the book in a way I draw it for me first, and then if other people enjoy it, that's a bonus. So Yeah, I will do. <laughs> Who's my favorite Ghostbuster? Rookie, clearly. Oh. <laughs> That's my second favorite. Ouch. <laughs> uh, my favorite Ghostbuster is Ray, because I, I really relate to him a lot about the enthusiasm and the childlike nature that he has. So, yeah, my, my least favorite, I'm probably going to get booed for this, is Peter, because, I don't know, I don't like the way he treats women. <laughs> no, man, I, I completely respect that opinion. Sometimes I feel he's kind of like too snarky and almost distances like it's almost completely different distance from normal people so mm -hmm. it's it's hard to get any sort of empathy from him actually you I I may or may not have that's how I can answer that. In one of the issues, uh, Ray actually busts into a window, or no, he, uh, he busts into a room, um, and standing there is a man with uh, two, what was it, Dobermans? Yeah, I think, yeah, because uh, originally John Candy wanted to have dogs also, with him. Also, a, a German accent. Sorry? And a German, and accent. And a German accent. Yeah. And, he's, and, and the gentleman that he busts in on, it looks very, very, was, very much like a certain somebody. actor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just by coincidence, though. Yeah. Just coincidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would find it's more uh, like my age group that Ghostbusters fans, you know. Um, we do have a, a pretty good young age following as well for the book, but definitely like 25 and up would be the uh, demographic. 
they have come to the I right place that to child. find out. Yeah, I will find that child and educate them. <laughs> you will. Bring them to me. And we have talked, my, uh, my kids, uh, of course, with, with free comic book days, a perfect time to, to get in there and, and, and get your kids uh, acclimated to something like that. And my kids are now discovering comic books because of free comic book day and, and through the Ghostbusters comic books that, mm-hmm. that, that I bring home. And you and I were talking, my daughter as well loves to draw. She was really heartbroken. She couldn't come up here and meet you this time. Yeah, like I said before, keeping that passion alive and finding what you're interested in especially going to actually try and to contact the artist nowadays. It's a lot easier than it used to be with email now. Getting their feedback, drawing every day, like I mentioned, that's super important. Um, yeah, and just drawing what you like. So if, it's, uh, if you like drawing fan art, just keep doing that. If you like drawing uh, My Little Ponies, keep doing that. <laughs> well, based on that, my daughter's going to be a Disney animator. Yeah, so many drawings of princesses all around the house. Right on. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we give a couple of books away? How about that? How many of you guys have Total Containment already? Nope. Oh, a lot of heads going no. Perfect. Well, guess what? Here's your chance. This is very random. Like, your ticket to has a, a 174, and then a, it'll probably be either a 0 or a 1. I think it should be 1741, but we'll look at the last two numbers. Who should pick the number? Dan, can you give us a number between 2 and 30? Uh, 30 yeah, just Dan, go ahead. I'm going to uh, pay tribute to uh, Luis Delgado and pick number 15, which is his lucky number. Anyone have 15? Come on down. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Brett Welsh, the winner. You're very welcome. That's an Easter egg for you, Mr. Delgado. <laughs> Any relation to Haas? Haas Delgado? Sorry? Any relation? Never mind. No, it's a stupid no, no. joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. One more number. One more number. Uh, let's go with three. Oh, hey. wow. Congratulations. There you go, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Adam, really quickly, before we wrap this up, uh, give us your, your thoughts on, with it being the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters and yourself being a, a film professor and a director, mm-hmm. your take on that style of movie. You know, what, 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 how did Ghostbusters affect you as a, as a director? Oh my gosh, profoundly. I think, um, I mean, I wouldn't be a filmmaker if it weren't for Ghostbusters um, because it, it just struck me as one of those movies that I, I wish I had done. And you really don't see comedies like Ghostbusters anymore at all. I mean, all no. the comedies you see now are really sort of dumbed down and, and cater to the lowest common denominator. And Ghostbusters is so smart. Um, it's, it's comedy to where, the, you know, if, if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Um, and that's what makes it so brilliant because um, you know the characters are, are just being themselves. They're so good at doing what they do and they're so good at interacting with each other that all of the comedy comes out through their interactions. And I think it's also cool because you know, it is kind of a, a more modern version of like the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is a really kind of classic genre. And if you take these, you know, these really kind of goofy characters and you put them in a, in a spooky situation, it's funny how they react to it, and that's where we get the comedy from. A lot of times nowadays, comedy is sort of forced into movies where you're going to cast like a I don't know Zach Galifianakis, who's just going to do goofy things throughout a movie. You know, got those Hangover movies and stuff like that, which are funny. But Ghostbusters is a different breed of comedy, and and it I would say that it it influenced me. You know, growing up and as I wanted to make movies, um, you know, I always 
watched Ghostbusters and studied Ghostbusters and, and you know, now I teach filmmaking and so when I tell my students that, you know, they always ask me, what's your favorite movie? And they expect to hear something like The Godfather or Citizen Kane or something like that and I always say Ghostbusters and <laughs> I feel like my credibility kind of goes out the window. <laughs> but I think it's a testament to the movie that it's still around, that we're still here. Um, just because it's so timeless, and the comedy is so timeless, and, and the setting and the situations and the scenarios are so timeless, and I don't know, it, as, as a filmmaker, it's something that I aspire <laughs> to kind of achieve with, with the stuff that I do. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah, I mean, gosh, I wouldn't be here at all if it were for Ghostbusters. I'd probably be a doctor or something yeah. who wants to do that. Right? Your brother. <laughs> Well, our time is uh, pretty much up here. So uh, we want to thank you all again for uh, being here with us mm -hmm. during Phoenix Fest and uh, Ghostbusters Mass Hysteria. And uh, thanks again so much for, uh, for coming. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining the Alabama Ghostbusters. For our community and charity events calendar, visit alabamagb.com. Oh, 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 o